0: We feel that that business is as missional as an evangelist is, that we can be out in the community connecting with people and changing their lives through helping them start businesses and turn their, turn their economic lives around uh, as much as anybody else is out there in the community. It's not just soup kitchens and um, and handouts. <laughs>
1: You're listening to The New Leaf Project, sharing stories from instigators, innovators, planters, and starters from across Canada. Hi, my name is Elle.
2: And I'm Jared.
1: And you are listening to The New Leaf Project. Thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. This episode is uh, has been done by our friend Preston Puteau. He got to interview two gentlemen out in St. Stephen's, New Brunswick. And it's a really interesting conversation that we want to be having more often.
2: Because it, it, what we, what I love about this episode, what we love about this episode, is it's it's not necessarily about church planters. It's about a group of people we call starters. And this is something that Elle and I really want to see grow in the Canadian context. And that is uh, uh, entrepreneurial folks who have, I believe, uh, a spiritual gift of being able to start new things—that's that's what we're all about—and uh, these folks uh, have started. Um, Economic development from a a Christian basis. That's that's why they do it. But they have started economic development in Atlantic Canada, an an area that's been uh, uh, economically depressed for a good long time. And and this is something that Elle and I want to see. We we pay real close attention to stories like this because that's the kind of thing that I think uh, the future of the church, the future of Christianity, and honestly, the future of Canada is all tied up in stories like this. El, what, what else should we be paying to, attention to in this episode?
1: Well, I love that Preston was able to bring this story to us. Um, Jeremy Barham and Mike Temple a- and what they're doing with their marketing company in in St. Stephen's, New Brunswick, and how they've been able to partner with churches and with the university and with government to try to make some um, economic change in that city. And I I think it's an interesting story because the concept is something that I I hope that more people are able to get involved with. You know, when we talk about gifts and, and abilities, sometimes people don't necessarily have the traditional gifts and abilities that we think they need to do something in the church. So why not harness the power of those in the business world, those who are in marketing and sales and are in, in entrepreneurship to create the good of the city wherever it is in the city that they're in so pay attention there's lots of interesting stuff in this episode and again great big thanks to Jeremy and Mike for sitting down with Preston and, and sharing their story with us so give it a listen.
3: Hi, I'm Preston Puto, and I'm here with Jeremy Barham, and I am in Saint Stephen, New Brunswick, on a rainy day. Hi, Jeremy. Hey. How are you? Uh, hey. I I I came out to Saint Stephen, of, of all places. This is a this is a town of about 4,000 people, I think, because I was told by people in Toronto and people in Louisville, Kentucky, that. There's something going on here uh-huh. in St. Stephen that I should hear about, and, and I was very pleased to come out here. I was teaching in another town over, and, um, and, I, and I came here, and I'm sitting in this little office on a rainy day, and uh, tell me a little bit about your, your community here.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> We're very glad to hear you've heard of us from such a long way away, because... <laughs> uh, Our little town, we like to think, is the middle of everywhere. That's the tagline for the town. And this came from a a group of people a few years ago looking at a typical rural small town in in a very poor province in Canada, seeing its decline and thinking, what the heck are we going to do? Very soon we're not going to have
3: a community at all. It's right. heading towards a ghost town, really. Sure. So, so Saint, Saint Stephen, this this uh, quaint little town, used to be a bigger a bigger place.
0: Yeah, it was a shipbuilding hub sure. uh, in the nineteenth century, and then mm-hmm. uh, after the decline of that industry, um, various other industries started and left, and really has been sustained for the last one hundred and fifty years by Ganong chocolates, which you may have come across. <laughs> this is Chocolate Town, Canada's Chocolate Town. Um, but that really is our only main industry in the town, uh, which is a very precarious position to be in when you're trying to sustain a community. So we started to look at what we're going to do. How could we turn this around? And my company is a, a local marketing company, With although we do marketing globally through sure. the Internet. Um, my company was approached to think of some kind of marketing strategy for the town. To try and get people to move here, get businesses to relocate here. Uh, They sort of commissioned us to think of a way of branding the town to make it a a place that people would want to come and live and work in.
3: So throughout the Maritimes, there are these small... Towns with you know hundred and fifty year old history, probably going back much much farther still. Uh, Many of these industries, fishing, shipbuilding, so on, have have been drying up, and and you are sitting here to today wondering, will will this city go the way of these other Mm, ones? Now, um, uh, so tell tell me a little bit about your your uh, company and and what it is you
0: are trying to do here. Well, we. Are a small marketing company, most interested in marketing to very small businesses, mm-hmm. which is unusual because there isn't much money in it. <laughs> um, but we both, my partner Mike and I, feel very passionate about that because we're we're small business entrepreneurs ourselves, and we've seen highs and lows in <laughs> in various businesses, and we really wanted to contribute to the local community, in a in a way that would help it be more sustainable. So one of the things we do is help local businesses make more money sure. by uh, better marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, most people haven't had to do marketing in rural areas in, mm-hmm. in New Brunswick because there isn't any competition. Sure, sure. Um, But with the global um, economy changing things, the information age changing things very dramatically, people are suddenly encountering competition in a way they've never known before. Sure. So they've needed to do marketing in a way they've never known before. So we help them with that. Um, and but one of our other missions really is to support small business so sure. part of our marketing strategy that, that we did for the town suggested that rather than wait for a magical big business to show up in the mm-hmm. town and provide a ton of jobs mm-hmm. what if we could sustain and support new small businesses sure. could we make this a place where small businesses were supported where Entrepreneurs were encouraged to uh, take the plunge and start small businesses. Um, The government's very good at giving money here to people like that, uh, but not so good at offering them training in how to make a business happen. Sure, sure. So we get a lot of practitioners here who know how to do what they do, but they don't know how to turn that into a business.
3: Sure. So... uh, you had come up with a innovation and collaboration with people in in, in this community, which we'll talk about in a second, because I because I think that's what you've done is really fascinating. Uh, but I'm interested a bit of in in the story that that this is not just something that you as a business owner did, but there was a sense that that, that there was a larger community. And here here in Saint Stephen's is Saint Stephen's University. Um, mm-hmm. So there's this academic com- community here that is that is that has really, from what I understand, done some pretty amazing things here in in, in the community to kind of make that that's sp- the, the the border permeable between the university mm-hmm. and and the community, and then also uh, a, a local church here, mm-hmm. which is which has also lived in a similar kind of way towards the community, and that yeah. that these 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 three worlds overlap in many ways. Can you describe what that's been, been been like here and maybe how that yeah. led to some of the work you were doing?
0: Yeah, it's it's exciting, actually, because it feels like we have this incredible asset, a, a people asset. We have an amazingly intelligent, thinking people here, and we've even got people with money. But But really... we really didn't have a, a way of bringing those people together to try and turn the out ra- turn the town around if you like we were each doing our own thing but we wanted to come together and and create strategies for reducing poverty for creating jobs for making the town a sustainable place to live mm-hmm. because all we were seeing was people leaving and but we knew that we had uh, something to offer mm-hmm. as a community, and that that was the same for the church, the university, and the community as a whole, and mm-hmm. the business community that we're a part of. We all knew that we had something to offer, but we didn't really know how to pull that all together and mm-hmm. uh, and sort of tell the world about that and try and get them to
3: move here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so people um, people have been taking great pride in this in this little community and uh and you and looking out you would have had to create uh something new and innovative for the community that wasn't just a just a cookie cutter project coming in from from somewhere else how did you how did you do some thinking around what needed to be done here Mm. in in this community we started by looking at uh, communities across
0: North America that had managed to survive and trying to figure out what it was that was was the magic ingredient uh, there is no magic ingredient <laughs> <laughs> but one of the main things was was small business support right which obviously jived with us because that 's what we like to do anyway and um, we looked for solutions that were already out there for supporting small business ones that were accessible affordable uh, you know, you didn't have to go away and get training somewhere, didn't need a ton of money. Ones where you could use the assets that you already have locally, mm-hmm. uh, connect people that do know how to run businesses, people that have been successful business people, connect them with people that have never done it before.
3: Were you surprised when you went looking for the assets that exist here in the community? Were you surprised at at what you found? I think no, but we were surprised in how
0: willing people were to collaborate and and contribute that mm-hmm. was really awesome right turns right. out business people well i mean we we kind of knew this but <laughs> it turns out business people love talking about business they actually want to help they yeah, want yeah, to yeah. help they love talking about new business ideas and helping new entrepreneurs sure. learn you know uh, so all we really needed to do was create a context for that to happen
3: right so was Was this out of the goodness of your heart, or does it make economic sense? A little bit of both. How do you, uh, how do you look into your community and, uh, and, and see their well being as part of the step forward Mm. from a business perspective?
0: Yeah. It's definitely, uh, in everybody's interest to participate, but getting mm-hmm. money for it has been very difficult. Mm-hmm. We wanted it to be free for new entrepreneurs because they almost always don't have the money to pay for sure. training. Uh, we have struggled to find somebody to pay for for this. <laughs> <laughs> there are um, some government programs, so the Economic and Social Inclusion Corporation is a, a poverty reduction sure. branch of the government here that have been very generous in, sure. in supporting us. Um, Opportunities in New Brunswick, which is the economic development arm of the government, also uh, supports us, um, not with money, but with with moral support, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they love what we're doing. Um, so really, it's government that have the, the most interest in sure. sustaining our community sure. and therefore sustaining the, the programs that we're developing.
3: So um, somebody described to me as kind of the, the innovative work you're doing as kind of a... Community Dragons Den. Um, mm-hmm. So when I when I heard that, I said, I do really need to learn more about that. Um, would you describe what you what you're doing as Dragons Den, and and and, and describe to me what you have created here, and uh, and and where it's going? Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, it, it culminates in a Dragons Den style thing, but there's a there's a build up to that. <laughs> um, so we we wanted to create. Uh, a very basic business training program that was accessible to people that are really busy and don't have any money. So we did a flipped classroom model. Mike and I uh, made a video curriculum that new entrepreneurs can watch in their own time online. And then we meet with them over a period of 10 weeks for one evening a week with other local entrepreneurs and successful business people, and we discuss their business ideas, and we answer their or we discuss their questions. They're very specific questions. You can you can read you can read books on on entrepreneurialism and on marketing uh, till the cows come home. But we, for instance, we've had people on the program. One one lady makes custom bras. Another one has opened opened a Peter Pitt franchise, it's selling fast food. Well you market those in very different ways (laughs) Uh, and the whole business model is extremely different you could try and read a book about those two different business styles but you're never going to get the answers you really need until you sit down with people that know what they're talking about and discuss that Mm -hmm. and so we we wanted to have an opportunity to to give custom help to individual businesses so they meet with us once a week uh, we, we we have four entrepreneurs in the room at the same time, very diverse, um, but all with common two main common issues. One is managing money. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us can barely manage our own finances, <laughs> sure. let alone business finances. And then the other one is selling stuff. Most people are really good at, or, or, or new entrepreneurs are good at doing whatever it is they do, but selling it, that's a whole different matter. Mm-hmm. And that's at the core of every business. Is sure. So those two main issues are what we focus on in the in the program,
3: and then and then describe where it begins to culminate up into um, into this dragon's den moment, or or may maybe it isn't such a such a dr- dramatic moment. How are you connecting then these these entrepreneurs with yeah. these students to or s- students biz, sorry the investors with these entrepreneurs? How does that begin to un- unfold over the long haul?
0: Yeah. Well, we help them create a viable business model with which they can then approach banks or investors sure. and say, this is my idea. This is my awesome business model that yes. I've created and my business plan. What do you think? And and we get guest investors and uh, business people to come in and listen to their pitch yeah, okay. at the end of the program yeah. and get them to communicate their value propositions sure, and, and sure. their marketing strategies. and. Sure. And uh, their sales projections and things like that, and and then they're assessed as as they would be on yes. Dragon's Den.
3: Very good, Wheels, very good. Oh, uh, this is this is Mike Temple, one of your or your 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 partner here. Hello, Mike. Hi. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, I just wanted to add that throughout the course of the program, the ten weeks, yes. um, we involve local business people in yes. that process, so they give freely of their own time. But they come and sit in on those sessions and act as mentors, if you like, to these uh, young, new entrepreneurs. Um, they bring their wisdom and experience um, t- to them, um, and obviously, the, you know, they've learned a lot through Fader as well as success. And yes. it's that that they pass on to these passionate people um, that have come
3: to, you know, that have the the desire to start their own business. Yes. So, uh, it, where? How? How has this? Uh, program this, uh, y- y- you call it business boot boot camp, right? Um, how has this gone farther afield? Are there other small towns that are beginning to 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 do some beginning to do some 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 thinking about about this? Uh, yeah, we we have uh,
4: the program has run in Fredericton, not yeah. not quite such a small town, uh, and in Miramichi. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to how, what number are we on here? This must be the fifth or sixth mm-hmm. iteration of it here, which uh, one of those that we held here also served St. George, which is another small community not yes. far away. Um, as Jeremy was mentioning earlier, there's there's a lot of enthusiasm from government, but there's not been any money. Sure. So this has really been the, the problem. Although we've
3: we put the program together for free, it obviously yeah, it yeah. takes people's time. Sure, sure. Sure. Have uh, What sort of successes have you seen in terms of community empowerment as a result?
4: Well, obviously, individually for those people on the course, it's been huge. And and by the way, we count a success as somebody who goes through some or part of the course and decides that sure. running a business is not for them. Sure. I mean, for us, that's a success. It's, it means they don't invest a lot of money and time and end up with a business that doesn't work sure so yes we've seen you can see for yourself the Peter Pit on the uh, on the uh, strip here just yes. further up the downtown area um, I'm pretty sure that most of the businesses and certainly those that we're aware of have have gone on to grow and, and are continuing to wow. operate so, wow and wow. ultimately you know our that's been our aim it's uh, not just to create sustainable businesses for the entrepreneurs themselves but in time, hopefully those will generate employment for others in the community, as,
3: as you'll see in Peter Pitt. So. Yeah, good. How does, um, uh, of course, one of my interests is is to think about how uh, church, university, you know, everybody within a community wants to play a particular role, or at least I think in healthy churches, healthy colleges that you would want to contribute and 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 help see some of this life thrive here. Um how um how have you seen the work you're doing here um connect with with your faith or the way that you might un- understand the the value of a, of church and the broader community connecting to do to do these kinds of good good things. Mm-hmm. We strongly believe that
0: the church is supposed to be out in the community sustaining those community, sustaining Mm -hmm. that community Uh, and that really we're agenda free and that we -hmm. want to help
4: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: regardless of people's faith or whether they um, find God or not Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. Um, we think it's our responsibility to give what we've got Mm -hmm. Um, Mike and I are business people, so as part of our um, ethical and um, hmm, our mission in life, I guess, mm-hmm. we feel like we are to give to our community mm-hmm. that the gift that we've got. Now, it doesn't look like a churchy kind of a gift, That's right. and often people are very scared of money in the church and, mm-hmm. and poo-poo it, and, you know, it's a taboo. A taboo. We feel that that business is as missional as an evangelist is. That we can be out in the community, connecting with people and changing their lives through helping them start businesses and turn their their economic lives around uh, as much as anybody else is out there in the community. It's not just soup kitchens and and handouts where we feel like, I'm not putting those down, but you know, christianity is often pigeonholed as being a sort of a do-gooders aid distribution channel mm-hmm. we don't see it that way we see uh business and supporting business as as a way of of really um impacting a community and um, we feel like that's something God would do. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Like, like we feel empowered to do that, uh, and that that's part of our God given mission.
3: Yeah, it's good. If if this this is a podcast that people are listening to in different parts of of North America, and um, if somebody was in a community where they saw the need for community development or connecting successful business leaders with young entrepreneurs, um, how how would they go about beginning some of those conversations to maybe do a business boot camp or connect with with you guys about doing a business boot camp and mm-hmm. and experimenting with this in their context
0: yeah we're not precious about this at all <laughs> we'd love people to to use it as a resource uh it, that's what it's there for um we we think there is a bit of a shortage of accessible affordable business training Mm -hmm. and that's why we made it Uh, we don't want it to sit in St. Stephen forever we'd love people to just freely use it so um, we think it's just it's not you know we're not like bigging it up as some amazing (laughs) innovation it's just a very simple way that we've created a context that business people can contribute to their local communities in a way that they really enjoy Mm -hmm. it's low impact low commitment Mm -hmm. They, but it's incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. They are such a resource in, in a local community. People that have managed to make a sustainable business Mm -hmm. in a small community, they, they know stuff. (laughs) It's hard to do it. Yes. And that's an incredible asset to a small town. So what we've done is just given a context for those people to connect with other people in the community and actually give, give back, you know, give, give what they've got, which is unusual. We think,
3: thank you hey this has been a great conversation thank you both mike and jeremy for inviting me into your space and sharing a bit of of your story could you give us some uh, some some contact information website maybe that people can follow up on and uh and, and and continue a conversation with you if they if they want to reach out sure yeah the the best way is our website which is
0: volution.ca that's like evolution without the e oh. <laughs> and uh, there's a contact form there and more information on the business bootcamp you can we can give you a free login you can uh, go look at the videos uh, at the curriculum there are handbooks there for both participants and mentors and then there's even a handbook for people that just want to set up the program sure uh, so it's all pretty usable fantastic yeah.
3: Well, thank you. I've been here with Mike Temple and Jeremy Barham uh, here in St. Stephen, New Brunswick. And uh, thank you very, very much for this conversation and, and all the best in, in your ventures going forward. Thank you very much. Nice. Yes, take care.
2: All right, that was Jeremy, Mike, and our good buddy Preston from Chestermere, Alberta, flew all the way out to Atlantic Canada to get this story for us. L, what were some of the takeaways for you Uh, from this episode?
1: You know, uh, being in the area that I live in um, and being around these kind of incubators or or startups or this... um excitement around entrepreneurship, oftentimes it's connected with number one technology, but also connected with this idea of big. So scalability, big companies, big ideas, big money. But what I love about this story is that they're talking about small businesses. They're talking about helping people. start It could turn into something big, but the idea is that they're celebrating the small. And we're all about that at the New Leaf Network. Um, they're, they're helping people start franchises. They're helping people start um, smaller ideas that could turn into something bigger. They're just trying to Start help and facilitate um, economic growth in their cities, and I love that they talked about their program. Not only helps people do that, but also helps people maybe not do something and get themselves into financial debt because you know the world of entrepreneurship it's not it sounds so wonderful and cool but a lot of times uh those who start businesses and business owners end up having to go into a lot of debt and if that idea isn't sustainable or there isn't a market for it um I've heard a lot of horror stories of people losing a lot trying to start something new and I think it's just great that they're able to offer this training for people that they can go to um financial institutions and investors with a really viable business plan and it doesn't have to be something extravagant it's just uh, small business owners helping small business owners and um, I think it's incredible and is noble because I know that there's not a lot of money in that and I'm grateful that these two gentlemen are taking this on and that it's moving outside of just St. Stephen's that there's other uh, cities and towns in in eastern Canada that are now being affected and they're able to bring this um, training to them so Great episode, great story, and uh, I love the concept. And I hope that it sparks something in someone else to start something in their city.
2: L, I I can't agree more. I think that that um, this is this is the kind of stuff that the kingdom is made of. God doesn't uh, he sometimes uses big stuff, but more often than not, if you're paying attention, God is using simple ideas and and small beginnings mustard seeds to to really uh to usher in his kingdom. So friends, if you're out there the the kingdom is 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 breaking in in all kinds of places and it's a matter of just partnering with with Jesus, what he wants to do in our neighborhoods, listening to the spirit and, and, and honestly, just putting up your hand and saying, I will try something. And that's something that I think is so beautiful. I'm so excited about this episode. I'm, I'm glad to have heard it. So L, if people want to get involved with the new leaf network, what do they need to do? How do they connect to us?
1: Well, we're on the interweb, so check us out, newleafnetwork.ca. We've got events happening all the time. We've got our blog that's up and running. Big thanks to Amy for getting that going, one of our New Leafers. Uh, Amazing stuff. They're great content from Canadian writers all across um, the country. We're also on Facebook, lots of uh, engagement there, and on Twitter. So we try to put out lots of content and lots of ways of connecting, especially our regional and uh, events that happen all throughout the year. So church plant, design shops, there's lots of points of entry and we're just so grateful to be connecting with so many different people across the country. Um, You can send us an email, info at newleafnetwork.ca, but probably the best place to check us out would be the website.
2: All right, friends, we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye,
1: Bye, friends. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the New Leaf Podcast. You can find us on the web at newleafnetwork.ca or head on over to our Facebook page, New Leaf Network. We have events, workshops, and conversations happening all the time. We would love if you could join us as we share the stories of planters and stars all across Canada.